Welcome to the Higher Self Activation Podcast. My name is Ligia and I'm here to help you find trust, let go of control and see more aligned results with less hustle. We will bring the cosmos and multidimensional consciousness into the here and now, making energy tangible and easy to understand. Now let's get started with today's episode. So, well, first of all, welcome, Sarah. I'm so happy that you could join us today. Thank you so much for having me here. I have been looking forward to this all day. Me too. <laughs> me too. Today's episode will be all about how to trust your intuition. So that voice, that gut feeling, you know, beyond what makes sense on paper, beyond logic, numbers, and the practical details and, and the practical stuff. So how we can start shifting from that practical stuff, being the driving force behind your business, and start listening to that inner voice. Start growing this intimate relationship with your own inner guidance and then making decisions from that space. So I'm really, really, really excited to just explore all that and have this conversation. <laughs> I'm so excited too. And I already have got chills just listening to you. <laughs> Amazing. So what, I guess what I would, I'm curious to start is what does that look like for you? So have you always relied on your intuition? Mm, that's such a good question. And the truth is no. For me, and like so many of us, I grew up in a world where I was conditioned to be believe that logic and rational thinking and scientifically proving things is far superior to any intuition or anything that comes through that then has no basis in logic. So I spent most of my 20s in the academic system. This was how I was trained. And, you know, you couldn't write things like I feel or it feels to me that mm -hmm. it had to be like rooted in fact. And it, you know, I felt like there was some kind of conflict going on within me because on one hand I was being trained to be very logical, very reasonable. Um, but on the other hand, you know, as a woman, particularly, we're naturally intuitive. So it was almost like I had to almost downplay my intuition or learn not to trust it. So this was something that led me to make choices in my life that were um, really unaligned. You know, I was in a, you know, in, we can think in terms of relationships. I was in various relationships that were not right for me. And there was that intuitive voice, that gut feeling that was like, you know, this isn't right for you. And I talked myself out of it. And then even in my career, you know, just kind of going down the, the path of this is what you must do. And this makes logical sense. But having that feeling inside of me that it wasn't really in alignment and squashing it down. So throughout my whole 20s, I was really, there was like a push pull between me and my intuition. And there was a conflict between rationality, logic, reasoning, and then this deeper voice of knowing. So no, it wasn't always my reality to be living life intuitively. And that fear of when it comes up, so 
am I really feeling this? Do I trust this? Like, is this yeah. even a thing? Or am I making it up? Am I maybe just confused? And you, you suppress it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's what our culture actually forces us to do in many ways or encourages us to do because logic reasoning is inherent, inherently masculine mm -hmm. and emotions, intuition, that kind of flowing feeling world is feminine in nature. And we live predominantly in a culture that prioritizes the masculine over the feminine. So it's not our fault that we don't trust our intuition because we haven't been conditioned and taught that it's okay to follow what doesn't make sense. Right. What, what you cannot explain and put it into words and that doesn't make sense on paper. If you can't yeah. explain it logically, it feels like you're crazy. I'm yes. making this up. Exactly. And, you know, there have been moments in my life where when I started to trust my intuition and I was making decisions that people around me, they loved me, they wanted to keep me safe. And they were like, are you sure this doesn't make any sense? And one of those was I had a jewelry business before this business. So I was making yoga jewelry and I loved it, but it was really just a creative outlet that took off. And there was just one day when I was like, this has to dissolve. I have to, yeah, I have to dissolve this. And I was making full-time income from it but I wanted to dissolve it there and then because I knew intuitively I'd be able to devote so much energy to the work that I'm doing now. And everyone around me was like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Like, how, wow. like, can't you just do both? And I was like, absolutely not. And within a month or so, everything was starting to thrive and I knew it, but I had to convince everyone around me. But by this point, I was able to listen to my intuition so much that I didn't need to Well, actually, I was pretty convincing myself. When you're, when you're really in tune with yourself, people around you only question you for so much, for so long, and then they're like, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> But it, that's so true. And even when the external and the proof and the evidence go against that good feeling. I have a really funny story. It's a crazy story that kind of what you felt, but that nudge, that intuitive, to something that made no sense. So in my early 20s, I was in a relationship, all great. You know, that was maybe, what, two years in or something. So honeymoon phase still, nothing in the relationship showed me that it could end or that wasn't the person for me or anything like that. It was all good. And then I had this thing, this download, I guess, or this feeling of, oh, such a nice guy, but oh well, what, what can you do? It's not for me. And he's going to make such a good father figure. And that was, the, that was the message. It was the father figure, father figure. So fast forward a few years, we broke up. And right after we broke up, he got together with an older woman with children and he became the father figure. Wow. You already knew. Right, right. And it made no sense. I was, what, 21, 22. Nothing could have prepared me for that or indicated anything. But I had that crazy feeling. It was so strong, so strong that, you know, years, almost a decade later, I remember. Wow. But when it happened, you feel, oh, that, that's a crazy thought. And you suppress it. Because we're not, like yeah. you said, we're not taught to 
trust these measures. When, when that uh, strong feeling comes up, we're not trained to trust it and look at it. We think, oh, random, and we let it go. That's exactly it. And one of the questions that I always get asked by clients that first start working with me or people who are following me on Instagram and listen to my podcast is how do I know the difference between intuition and fear? And I think Mm. it's such a profound and very important question because sometimes the ego is so tricky that it will masquerade fear as your intuition as to not do something. So it's like, how do I differentiate between whether it's my ego that's keeping me small and stopping me from taking action that will actually allow me to grow? Or is this an intuitive hit not to go down a certain route? And the, what I tell every single one of my clients is that intuition doesn't really tend to have an emotion with it. It's just calm. It's like a sense of knowing. It's a, sometimes a it'll feel like a sense of expansion or a sense of heaviness, but there's usually not many stories attached to it. And there certainly isn't that, you know, heightened emotional fizz. Whereas fear, you're in panic. You know, you can feel those heightened emotions. And in those moments, that's when not to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So in my life now, it's, I just, it's just this sense of that inner knowing that, and it's always met with a sense of calm, which is sense of like, okay, something feels expansive. There's no story behind it. I'm going to go with it, but it's so subtle as well. And I think that aligning with your intuition and really starting to um, listen to it, it, it's a practice. It's not something like, okay, I, I read a book about intuition and right. Okay. Now I've got it. It's, it's a, I think it's a lifelong practice, but when you start to really understand it as it feels, as a felt signature in your body, then you can trust those signs. So one of my um, personal felt sense signatures of intuition is I feel tingling in my cheeks. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know, I know if something, if something is an aligned choice, I will feel this sense of heat and tingling in my cheeks. Not always. Sometimes it will be just a different sense of expansion. But a lot of my clients laugh about that because they're like, when were my tingling cheeks? <laughs> and I say, well, that might not be your felt sense. I love that. But that's so true. And just something I was thinking about while you were explaining. So the knowing, I loved how you, how you said it, that it's a knowing and it feels calmer then it, it's different than a rush of emotions. We don't really have an emotion attached. I guess, so that's another reason why it's important to sit with your emotions and figure out what it feels like, right? Because if I know what my fear feels like, what that contractive energy or the panic, and I know what it feels in my body, then I can start to learn what doesn't feel like that. And when the intuition yeah. comes up, it's like, oh, hold on. This doesn't feel like that pressure. It feels different. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, so subtle. And most of us are trying to figure out the answer really quickly. And we're trying to figure it out in our mind. The reason why intuition is so powerful is because actually the, the idea that we are separate human beings and we're separate from the planet, from the universe, is just incre- it's just crazy. Because we're not separate from the universe. We are an expression of her. And so that same natural intelligence that is beating our heart, breathing our lungs, growing our hair, regulating our hormones, all of this stuff, 
makes us think that this same natural intelligence isn't also leading us to greater healing, growth, and success. And really, intuition is about uh, listening for those downloads from the universe, from greater power that we're also part of, connected to. And it's about taking the path of least resistance. So particularly in business, we, and especially in the online space, my God, there is so much rubbish out there about what you have to do to thrive as a businesswoman or man. And, you know, step one, do this. Step two, do this. You know, the niche thing, my gosh, like mm. what a load of rubbish. <laughs> and, and what happens is, you know, people believe that it should take, if they follow these steps, then it's guaranteed formula, not recognizing that they're here to do a very, their very own unique version of business. So they're not supposed to be a carbon copy. And secondly, that it's going to have to take all of this time. But what intuition is, is actually a channel between us and the divine. The divine saying, follow this breadcrumb, then follow this breadcrumb, then follow this breadcrumb. So we can take the path of least resistance. And in my own business, when I have tried to think my way into it, and I, when I first launched my academy, I called it the Academy of Feminine Prosperity. And that was my mind speaking. That was like, well, it sounds quite good. Everyone wants to be prosperous. And it kind of, although my definition of prosperity is really the ability to, um, to do and experience whatever you want and live your highest vision for yourself. It's not necessarily bound up with money, but that was my, you know, that was my thing. I was thinking very much with my brain. Yep. This will work. And I launched it and I had a few signups, but I was like, mm, this doesn't feel energetically. It doesn't have that momentum to it. The, the, what I'm teaching is incredible, but it doesn't have that energy behind it. And I knew it was because my brain had been on board, like logic, rational thinking. So then I was walking my dog and I was out in nature and I was just feeling really like expansive. And this name, Limitless, came through. And I was like, oh, this feels really good in my body. And there was the inner knowing, you need to rename your academy this. And I was only a, a month into the academy. So I had women in it. I was like, really, can I rename it whilst people are going through it? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to trust it. And so I launched it another month later and yeah, I had a really high conversion rate and, and there was so much energy behind it. And the launch was, you know, successful in inverted commas, although you know, what is successful, what isn't successful. I mean, you know, women wanted to join basically. And that's, and it, that's a really, you know, tangible example of the difference between being in our logic minds and trying to figure it out with our mind or allowing for that intuitive inspiration to come and then following it. Cause I could have turned around and said, no, I, that's just a word. And, you know, I can't change that now. I can't relaunch it now. That doesn't make any sense. That's, you know, that's not what you do, but I didn't, I chose to listen and follow that breadcrumb. I love that. And you're not operating from the mind level. Like you said, it's, mm. it's trusting that feeling, not a feeling, but knowing, like you said, even if it doesn't make sense, because you could have researched other names or, I don't know, market research and post a poll on Instagram, which name you resonate the most with or something like that. But that's all operating from the mind level when you're so yeah. 
that then knowing that came up. Yeah. And actually I did do a poll. So mm. I had this feeling of expansion and then I did put a poll on Instagram, but it wasn't for the Academy. It was just like, I think it was for the name of a, a meditation that I was going to create. And then I, I don't know, about 83% or something voted for limitless over the other one. And again, I felt that sense of expansion. Right. So you can offer it out like that ping pong to the universe, but it's about how do, what's my intuitive response to that response? So you can even strengthen it. And that was, again, that calm knowing of, yes, this feels really, really, this feels so aligned. And yeah, it's been incredible. And then something similar happened recently where it seems to be all about what I'm naming my programs. So I also teach um, female leaders, coaches, healers, how to really embody leadership and how to thrive um, when they're starting out in their business. And it's really fun and expansive. And the first name, again, with my mind was the feminine advantage. And I was like, well, okay, well, it doesn't really feel aligned, but I'm going to stick with it until something better comes along. And then again, I was walking with my dog. I need to walk my dog all the time. <laughs> and this feeling of, I'd seen a YouTube video about, um, I think it was Marianne Williamson talking about the role of modern day priestesses. And so I'd already, so that was something that I was responding to. But as I was walking, it popped into my mind again. And again, there was that same sense of expansion. And I just put on Instagram, you know, do you guys want a, a free masterclass on how to embody your inner priestess and really step into leadership? And it was like poof, explosion. Everyone was like all over it. And the program sold out. And I did one masterclass and a couple of emails. So that would have last this time last year, you know, I was really struggling because I was really in my mind. I had my spiritual practices but they were somehow separate from my business, which is like crazy to think about now. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share those examples because that's what intuition looks like for me in business. Right. And I love how you did take action. And like you said, that ping pong with the universe. So let's say you, you do post uh, a poll or you ask your audience or you put it out there to get feedback. But what it's, what's really interesting is that you come back to that expansion because you know before you do that, you know what that feels like for you. So it's, I guess it's different now that if you would do that to get validation or to see what happens and then let, let's put it out there and see how I feel based on the response I get or you tune in first, you have that expanded, that expansion in your body and then you put it out there. So if that mirrors back, you know that that's the, the alignment talking, right? Yeah, and it's like, it just strengthens that, yeah, it strengthens that sense. And for me, it seems to be something that really, yeah, it just strengthens that sense of like, okay, I'm really tapping into something here. And it's like condensing it and consolidating it. And it feels really juicy. And then there's energy behind it as well. Because we're not islands, we're not separate. So you're starting to get other people involved as well. And that's when the momentum starts as well. When you get people excited and on the same energetic frequency, then it's like oh, everything starts to take off. And it's been, really, it's been really interesting for me this year because I was able to grow a business last year from being very much in my masculine. 
I was in my masculine in terms of creating the business, but I was teaching feminine principles and it's quite amusing now, but I was also burning myself out. So there's nothing mm. wrong with that, but you just burn yourself out. Um, whereas now, well, actually at the beginning of the year, it was very much like, okay, coming back into the feminine. And now I'm navigating this, um, yeah, this dance between healthy masculine and healthy feminine, how that really works in, yeah, in business. I love that. And I've definitely been there too. So I know <laughs> the burnout, we're very conditioned to go about business the masculine way first. Like you yes. said, it's not something we learn. So let's say if I have an idea for a business, a new program, a new direction, something I want to create, and it feels awesome, it feels like that expansion, but then you start, well, but I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. I don't have proof that it will work or I don't know all the house or like you with your business. I don't have evidence, physical evidence that this shift from the jewelry to coaching is what, you know, it's actually going to work. So how do you shift from looking, fishing for the facts and evidence and physical proof to really follow that impulse and, and stick to it? Mm, that's such a good question, actually. I think I think within me, there's, there's something about riding energy. It's almost like I have to ride the energy of a decision. And it, and it led me to burnout <laughs> the first mm. year. Um, and something that really stuck in my mind when I first, because I've been teaching yoga for a very long time. I was really comfortable with facilitating transformation, but this idea of coaching and then my goodness, charging money for it. Oh my God, <laughs> I couldn't possibly do that, you know? So there was a lot of resistance there until I just had that moment. Where I was like, come on, you know, you know, you're supposed to do this. But one of the things that was in my mind from the very beginning was start before you're ready. And that for me, although I think everyone talks about that now, so it's nothing new. It's not, and it's not anything that's, you know, mind blowing, but it still allowed me to continue to take action because I, I think that what could have happened and I could feel it starting to come in actually was, yeah, kind of, waiting to feel confident or waiting mm. until I knew that my coaching was good enough or my program was good enough or my business idea was good enough. So instead of needing that external validation, just going for it. And that really meant actually to begin with doing a lot of coaching for free just to kind of prove my concept. And there were times when I was like, you know, praying people would cancel their sessions <laughs> with me because <laughs> I was like, Oh, I don't know about this. Um, but yeah, that start before you're ready mm. because then you're doing something and in the process of doing you become, so we can become and then do, or we can do and then become it really, I guess it, yeah, as I'm talking about this, I'm kind of, I guess I'm thinking through it right now as I'm talking, um, for me, I was able to really step into that role of coach because I was doing it rather than mm. just like, you know, I didn't, I don't think I had a website. I didn't, um, I, I still don't have branding colors. I don't know what's going on with my <laughs> branding, but it doesn't seem to matter. Um, I didn't even know what to call myself. I just knew that I wanted to help women. So that was it. Okay. Start before you're ready. Okay. Go do it. 
And within a couple of months, I was actually fully booked. And I, I don't want to say that as if like, you know, it's, it's going to be that way for everyone. It might not be. And I had a lot of yoga teaching experience and I had a lot of ex yoga students that were willing to be my clients. So I had a bit of a head start and I want to kind of say that as well, because I think some people can hear that. And if they're in struggle mode, it can actually bring them even into more struggle mode. Cause I think what's wrong with me, why am I not doing it? I've been doing it for a year now. Um, and just know that everything has its right timing and anything can change in a split second. I love that. That's really powerful. And what you said about the becoming and something that really resonates with me, I, I go back to this every time, but it's when you start questioning maybe and questioning that pull, questioning the purpose, the idea, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't even be a desire in your heart if it wasn't yours already. Yeah. I don't daydream about becoming a professional football player. It's definitely not in my path. It's not me for either. me. Yeah. So you would never get this pull. When, when something pulls you this strongly, and you feel this, you feel the, you know, something just pulls you to that. I don't know how, how else you put it, but you feel that connection and you feel that desire. I mean, it's there. So when we go back to the quantum field and all reality is happening all at once, it's already yours. And you would never have the same pull. You would never feel that strongly about something that it's not, you have no emotional connection with. Yeah. That really reassures me when I'm doubting, you know, because we do and doubts come up and I guess it's natural, but that really puts me in a space back in the trusting that, okay, this is for me. Because if not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel it in my heart like I do. That makes it, it easier to trust, I guess. I love what you're saying about that and trust and surrender have been my words for this year. And it's mm. still something that I'm very, very much learning to navigate. And I, again, I think it's a lifelong practice because you're in trust and then you're out and then you're in trust and then you're out and then you're in surrender and then the world pulls you back out. <laughs> but I, I love what you're saying. It's like, actually anything is available to me because it already exists. It's my job is to dissolve what's ever blocking me from it yes. or blocking it from me. Yeah. And how would you say, so what are your favorite practices to develop this intuition, to develop this trust in the intuitive pool? I want to ask. Mm, I love that. Well, intuition is primarily through the body. So we have to cultivate a relationship with our body. And most of us are living from the neck up, basically. Mind is seen as superior to the body. But actually, the truth is that the mind is not separate from the body. It's the body-mind. It's all intrinsically linked. So what I teach my clients is um, body practices. First of all, doing practices like yoga nidra, where you're really bringing your feeling attention and awareness around the body. So you're starting to mm. not only cultivate a a sensitivity in terms of feeling into your body and starting to create those channels of connection. But also, um, as you bring the light of your awareness anywhere, you're starting to bring prana life force to it as well. So you're actually enhancing your energetic field. So yeah, body bodily practices, yoga nidra, 
somatic movement as well is great because a lot of us have a lot of trauma stored in the body and trauma isn't just you know something awful happened to me um, therefore I experienced trauma although many of us have experienced that unfortunately but it's also trauma whenever we've made a decision that has been out of alignment with who we really are because the social structure has told us that's how you know that's how we're supposed to be so when I was going down the academic path I was creating a lot of trauma in my body and over time, that trauma becomes crystallized in the fabric of your physical body. So really trauma releases, such as somatic movement, such as, you know, things like yin yoga as well, where we're really targeting the less elastic tissues in the body and really starting to, to create release, certain shaking practices as well. So it starts to free up our entire system because remember, our body is like a, it, it's a vessel, it's a channel when we are releasing any blockages and when we are able to feel into it more fully with our awareness, then we can start to really notice um, the felt sense of intuition. And then just a simple practice of, you know, feeling into um, a decision that you have to make, you know, it can be something like, I don't know, something to eat <laughs> even. And then just feeling into it's one or the other. Okay. When I feel into one, what do I feel? Do I feel more expansion or heaviness? And then just starting to see the subtle differences between one choice and the other, if at all. And it may take a little bit of time, but when we start to trust our choices, you know, with intuitive eating, for example, then we can start to trust our choices with bigger, you know, supposedly bigger choices in life and business. So that's really what I, I teach my clients and what I take them through. I'm all about the body. Wow, and this is fascinating because it's tangible. It's the mm -hmm. body, it's tangible. You can move your body, it's physical, which yep. is funny because I feel like a lot of the, you know, the idea that people usually have when we start talking about intuition is that it's completely woo-woo energy. She's going to tell me to just meditate and, and like Palo Santo. And it's, and <laughs> I mean, it's not. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like we all no, do nothing that. Nothing wrong at all. <laughs> But it's yeah, fascinating but it's that you can use your body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The, the body is a portal to impeccable decision-making. And yeah, it's, it's funny because when it comes to spirituality as well, so many of us try and bypass the body, but we, we've incarnated in these wonderful vessels for a reason. And, you know, like I said, the body is not separate from the earth. So it's just an extension, an expression of her. So really, yeah, the body is a portal to, to fantastic wisdom. I love that. And another reason why I love that we are connected, because this has everything to do with higher self-activation and, and this audience, this community, because it's all about ascending. So we're all on this spiritual path, but we are having a human experience. And you have a body that you can tend to and you can have pizza and wine and it's fine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's my daily diet. No, it's not. I wish it was. <laughs> absolutely. And that. we have to stop taking it all so seriously. That's another thing as well. Mm. Like having fun, being spontaneous, being really playful. That's another way to work with your intuition too is, you know, your decisions don't have to be life or death. I mean, they can be for sure, 
But what happens if you allow yourself to get really playful and you don't have to get it right? Actually, then you start to open up space for so many possibilities. And when we're in the energy of, you know, having fun, things tend to unfold and, you know, magical resources and opportunities tend to come, that, come our way a lot more as well because we're an energetic match for it. That's amazing. I love that. And which reminds me of the meditation that you have. So tell yeah. us more about the limitless meditation because it has everything to do with what we're talking about. Absolutely. So it's a theta meditation, which is designed to bring you in your brain into a theta state, which is when you're more suggestible. That's when you can start to infiltrate your subconscious. And yeah, I created it first of all for well, it, first of all, it's for my paying clients as a way to prime themselves and start to create a, a new operating system from you know, which they can operate. <laughs> um, and then I just decided to give it out as a freebie. And I get messages every single week from people saying that they're doing the meditation daily. It's, make, it's dissolved their anxiety. It's making them feel more hopeful about life. Things are starting to come to them. They're getting you know, signs such as fireworks going off or something randomly whilst they're even doing the meditation. So wow. yeah, it's, it's a way of just really allowing you to connect to your body and then just prime yourself for limitless living. And when I talk about limitless living, it's really getting yourself out of the cage of limitation that society has put you in and you've also put yourself in. So we take radical responsibility for where we are in our life. And allowing you to create a whole new belief system that basically engenders resources, opportunities, magic and miracles to flow to you as and when you need them to really live your highest vision for your life. So it's really about liberating yourself and living a life beyond, yeah, beyond the cage. And all of us are in cages, myself included. It's just that my cages got bigger. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you, we have those confines of what we believe is possible. Um, and even when we've been doing this work for, for years and years and years, but it's just the practices just allow the, the limits to go wider and wider and wider and wider so that we create liberation. Mm, so good. So if you're listening to this, make sure you check the link in the show notes, the link to the meditation. And also, where else can we find you? Oh, so I hang out mostly on Instagram. You can find me at Dr. That's D-R, Sarah, with an H, Coxon, C-O-X-O-N. And I also have a podcast called The Women Who Prosper podcast. And I talk about all these kind of concepts there, but I also interview amazing women such as yourself. <laughs> um, we heart riff and yeah, just uh, allow for wisdom to come through. So it's, it's been my pet project now since the middle of the year and I'm loving it. Everyone else seems to love it. So you're more than welcome to come and listen. Yes. Awesome. I love that. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you much for so hanging much. out with us and sharing. This is such an important conversation, especially for Absolutely. women that I'm really honored that you could come and hang out with us. Thank you so much. And if anybody wants to send me a message and just say hi, you are more than welcome to. It makes my day. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please don't forget to take a minute and leave a star review or a comment on iTunes. I create this content from my soul to support yours. And this makes all the difference to help my message get out there 
and reach the people who need to listen. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for being here and I'll see you in the next episode.